Edwards hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Matto swoops in to intercept. Matto behind the net. Swings it in front. He chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Agents of Field podcast. I am your host, Ryan Lesman, and this is episode number 38. We have a fun show for you planned today. I'm going to introduce my panel before we get started. Returning for his 26th episode Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, welcome back. How are you doing? I am great, Ryan. I got my head coach, so life is good. At a hefty price. We will talk about that in a little bit. Joining for his 14th episode, I was correct last time when I said number 13, and he questioned me. Don't ever question the watcher. Mr. Eric Nybro, welcome back. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be back. Um, when the spreadsheet feels like it gets updated, maybe sometimes, but maybe not. Uh, it's it's worth the question. It's worth the question. Okay, well, given your you know history of updating spread spreadsheets, like in our fantasy baseball <laughs> prospects league, I don't think you should be talking. Uh, and uh, joining us for his fourth episode of the Agents of Field podcast, Mr. James Cassidy. Welcome back. How are we? Doing great, you know, excited. I'm back for the fourth time. Things are going great. I'm excited for this. This is going to be a good one. We have a lot of news to catch up on from the last two weeks or so. And then we have our FIFA slash football soccer transfer deadline recap show. But before we do that, just want to say that if you are enjoying the show, please rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on and follow us on social media on Instagram agents of field podcast and on TikTok at agents of field pod did it early this time. I remembered. Um, all right, so let's get into the news. The evil one, potentially the best quarterback in all of NFL history uh, definitely has played the most games and has thrown, has the most passing records. Tom Brady announces retirement at 6 a.m. this morning. Um, he seems like it's going to stick this time. He wanted to get it out before anyone scooped him on it at Adam Schefter. And um, it looks like he's actually done. He, it looks like he opted into his deal with Fox, his $37.5 million a year deal. Cassidy is the guy who was your quarterback for many, many years. How do you feel about this, him probably actually being done? Honestly, good for Tom. You know, it's sad that this was a season that he just went out on, but I guess when you just really want to get back at him, Schefter, enough that you'll ruin your entire life off the field just to get back at him and retire without him knowing first. But, you know, good for – I'm happy for Tom. You know, he'll go down, in my opinion, as the greatest quarterback and one of the – if not the greatest, one of the greatest players to ever play in the NFL – He's definitely probably the greatest champion that the NFL has seen. And honestly, I'm happy for him that he got to 
go out on his own. He wanted to do his do a video. He said it out there. He wanted to do that video, tell people straight from the heart that I'm done. Like this is good. I thought it was kind of funny that he said in his video that how he had already got he had already had one emotional goodbye letter. So he already used that one up last year. So he's that the video was going to be it for him for this one. But good for Tom. He's going to make a lot of money just talking about football now on Sundays. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. He's definitely one of the greatest players ever, even though, you know, his legacy comes with a lot of hatred from many, many people. Brian, what are your, what are your thoughts on this guy? I know you have mixed opinions on him. Good riddance. That's sweet, short and sweet. I love it. Eric, as a, fan of the team who was one of the only teams to ever beat Tom Brady in this in a Super Bowl twice. What do you what do you think? Yeah, Tom Brady did good by me, man. Yeah, he decided to not show up to two Super Bowls or not show up very well. So um I will say, you know, he did receive a lot of hate and I feel like he it makes sense why people hated him, but like when you look at his career you you can't say much on it. It's a great career and will go down as one of the best all time, like Cass said. And then the more incredible thing for me with his career is he said all those years ago, I'm going to play to 45. And well, here he is playing to 45. He made it. He actually did it. And now he's retiring at 45. So I think that's been actually one of his most impressive feats to pretty much prove that a quarterback can play until their forties. I just don't get why he came back this year. Like he burned his entire life down to the ground. And Can't um, quit it for like an a, eight and nine year. I don't know, man. Like I, I think the whole him to Miami ownership come in week seven, start playing for the Dolphins was a real thing. I mean, so real that that what Steven Ross got suspended for three months earlier this year. Like that was obviously the plan. I'm, I don't know. Like I would have loved to have actually seen him go out to play for Kyle Shanahan for one year in in San Francisco and just see what happened, but. Yeah, I'm I'm done with him. I'm fine by me. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It was so real that the Dolphins had to forfeit draft picks over it as well. They don't have their first round draft pick this year because of it. So, well, they also, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of other things, but that was part of it. Um, so yeah, good luck piecing your life back together, Tom. Um, congrats on a good career, and moving on to happier things. Um, the Chiefs and Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs beat the Bengals. The Bengals this weekend in a yes, the Bengals. They beat the Bengals this weekend in a very late game push that the Cincinnati defense crapped on themselves and screwed up, and that caused them to kick the game-winning field goal. And the Eagles beat the 49ers. That game was not particularly close. I would say. It was kind of a blowout, which was shocking. But when you have two injured quarterbacks and you almost have to play Christian McCaffrey in the Wildcat, not a great look. But those are our two Super Bowl teams, and it's going to be a historical Super Bowl. First time ever the two brothers have faced off in the Super Bowl with Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey on the Eagles. And it's the first time that uh, two black quarterbacks will ever face off in the Super Bowl with uh, Patrick Mahomes and, uh, oh, my God, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I was going to call him Jackson Hurts. I was thinking Jackson Mahomes. Jesus, that was bad. Um, this is this is a really cool two storylines to follow for this Super Bowl. 
Brian, what are your thoughts on on this matchup and, you know, anything on those two interesting tidbits? I hate the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not excited. Um, I was emotional. Uh, I wanted the Bengals to win only because I really hate the Chiefs. Um, I'm already sick of the Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey storyline constantly being talked about, even though both guys are likable. I like both of them, but... I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it already, and we're, like, still 10 days away from the game. Um, I, I don't I don't know, man. Like, there's no stopping. I'm, I'm dejected because I got to play this freaking quarterback for the next 12 years, and he's so good. Like, Mahomes is so good. Uh, I would have loved to see Brock Purdy healthy. I think the better choice actually would have been run the Wildcat with Christian McCaffrey when you have a quarterback back there that can't throw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage. Um, I th- just too many injuries at quarterback for the Niners. They literally had four quarterback injuries this season. I would have loved to see that game play out differently, um, but it should be a fun Super Bowl. Um, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I don't know if the Eagles. I. I it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens. Eric, what do you got? Well, I'm the opposite of Brian. I obviously don't want the Eagles to win uh, as a Giant fan myself, so I feel his sentiment just in a different way. But the Eagles, I got a weird respect for them because they just – they kind of just – I know the schedule wasn't super hard, but, like, they kind of mowed everyone that they played down when Hurts played. Their only losses were the weird Washington game on Monday night and the couple games Minshew played. They, they mowed both teams down in the playoffs. It was kind of impressive. You actually have to say it, uh, you know, give them some respect where respect is due there. I agree that actually McCaffrey probably should put Wildcat uh, in that one. And uh, good for the pod, Kelsey Cod podcast there. It was doing well to begin with, but it's uh, probably getting a nice boost here. Fair enough. Cass, what do you got? Well, honestly, uh, I really wanted the Bengals to win that game. It's as a Patriots fan, it's you really couldn't have got a worse matchup in my opinion. Maybe the Bills being part of it would have been a little bit worse, but but for my fantasy team wise, both I had players on both of these teams led me to a title this year, so good for them. But I think honestly, after watching the Chiefs in that AFC Championship game, unless they have miraculously their wide receivers start to get healthy i just don't know if they'll be able to keep up with the way that eagles team looked in that nfc championship game come the super bowl time but yeah no, it should be a high scoring game should be entertaining i think we'll see some big time plays well i mean i think that um i mean travis kelsey obviously is a huge threat he might be the biggest threat receiving for any either team but uh, uh hey brown would like a word I mean, yes, AJ Brown is. I mean, Devontae Smith killing it. Come on. You can't tell me that Travis, the beast, the, the tank of a man that is Travis Kelsey, isn't the most dangerous player. He would be if he wasn't literally Patrick Mahomes' only weapon, really, that's still standing. Right. If you have the rest of the team healthy, that's yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, the Eagles' offense is just really, really good. But P- Pacheco has really kind of stepped up here. Jarek McKinnon has been pretty good for the Chiefs. I don't know. It's Pacheco. God damn it. It was like 15 weeks without you correcting me. on. Ryan is being a little bitch again. (laughs) The best thing I want to happen out of this is I think I want 
the Chiefs to ultimately end up winning and then them to create an Always Sunny episode where they try to kidnap Patrick Mahomes and they kidnap Jackson Mahomes. That was a tweet I saw. I think Brian shared it. That would be absolutely incredible on Always Sunny. Why does that have to happen? Why can't why can't it be like a Celtic pride version where they kidnap him before the game and not after the game? Chief, we don't want the Chiefs to win, Ryan. We don't want the Chiefs. <laughs> I hate the city of Philadelphia. I, I like their team. I hate that city. And I like Patrick Mahomes. So me and Eric are going for the Chiefs. Yeah, like it's the Eagles are so loaded, like so friggin' loaded. It's insane. Both teams are loaded. I just don't know how the the Chiefs got here with a fifty million dollar cap hit at quarterback. It's they got rid of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, like if they're not healthy at wide receiver, though, it's going to be a real problem because that secondary in Philly is is legitimately good. And if they can't solve the offensive line issues that they've been having, that defensive line in Philly is really freaking good too, which is why I'm leaning. Philly. I think it's minus two Philly in the game right now. Line may have moved down to one and a half. I think I'll eventually hit. I live in a eligible state now. It's wonderful. I think I'll probably go Eagles minus two. Fair enough. Let's move on to some head coaching news and then we'll go on to actually, you know what? Let's do the coordinator roles first because those will be easy to talk about quick. Hopefully get them out of the way. We're going to bunch them all together. Bill O'Brien is a new offensive coach or offensive coordinator in New England. Nathaniel Hackett leaves Denver. Well, was fired from Denver and is now the offensive coordinator in New Jersey with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Mike LaFleur, who vacated that position, is now with the Rams under Sean McVay. And Vic Fangio, another former Broncos head coach, is now the defensive coordinator in Miami. Has he signed? Last I'd heard, he hadn't officially signed. They had agreed to it, but I don't know if he's officially signed. No, I saw they agreed to it. I don't know if he's officially signed. So let's start. Brian, you've got two of these guys that you know well, Fangio and Hackett. These good signings for Miami and the Jets? Um, If I'm the Jets, I'm a little bit confused as to why McVay is jumping at the opportunity to take on LaFleur. Um LaFleur's a, or excuse me, McVay's a bit of a kingmaker when it comes to offensive coordinators. So LaFleur might get his chance, like his brother, to be a head coach if he finds success under McVay. Um, I I think that the Jets are doing exactly what the Broncos did and in, in hiring um what's his name? Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, that guy, the guy that can't call timeouts. <laughs> um I think they're I think they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Um, but like Hackett can do fine if he's not in charge of calling timeouts. Um, Fangio to the Miami makes a lot of sense, um, but it I I'm reading now like it still isn't officially signed. Um, but he's probably gonna go to Miami, so it'll work out. And then, yeah, no, like McVeigh. Really wanting Lafleur was really interesting to me, but he also worked with his brother in Washington for a long time. So maybe that's maybe that's all it is. He's I, I think that's all favorite. it is. I think that's all it is. He just comes from the tree. Yeah, and they're all in that Shanahan tree. I think that's that's really it. That's it's just a trickle down effect from the tree. Um, I think yeah. it's as simple as that. That's fair. Uh, Cast Bill O'Brien. 
He's in New England. He worked with Mac Jones at Alabama. Well, this may be honestly like the least surprising news of the entire NFL offseason. First off, thank the Lord, Matt Patricia is no longer anywhere close to being able to call plays on the offense. <laughs> that alone should make our offense at least like 20 times better. Like, honestly, if we just leave Matt Patricia outside the stadium on game days, I think that will make the whole team better. But, and then as soon as Bill O'Brien, his name came up, it was almost going to be automatic. No matter how many people the Patriots interviewed, it, it was always going to be Bill O'Brien. He's from the Belichick. He's been in the Belichick system. Very rare that we hire coaches that haven't already been at some point in the Belichick system. Hence why Patricia and Joe Judge even got looks at coaching positions. So honestly, I'm happy with it. Can only go up from the offense this season. Yep, I think that working with Mac Jones, who he's familiar with, will be uh, a big, big uh, improvement on the offense there. It has to be make it or break it year for Mac Jones, right? Like you can't do this for four years. Yeah, he got the he got this year because of how bad the Patricia situation was. If there is an improvement in this upcoming season, it's going to be. It's going to just fall apart. The real He's question already is who will he blame? not trusted by anyone up here. It's he won't the only thing that saved him was just the hatred of Patricia. So let's move on to head coaches. Frank Reich, who was the head coach in, in Indianapolis until midway through the season, is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Texans hired D'Amico Ryan's from the 49ers as their new head coach on a six-year deal. And Brian's Denver Broncos, finally official. Sean Payton is their head coach, but because of the contract situation with New Orleans, they had to give up some draft picks to do so. They gave up a first-round pick in 2023 via Miami, via San Francisco, and a second-round pick in 24, and they got a third-round pick back. So it was a basically head coach and a pick for two picks. We'll start, Brian, with you, John Payton. You've wanted him for a while. You got him. What's next? Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm. I'm okay with what we gave up. I mean, the simple fact is, it was a first round pick, but it was 29th, 30th overall because it was the 49ers' first round pick. So we already got rid of our what should have been fifth round or fifth overall pick for that idiot at quarterback. Um, all things considered, like if Sean Payton can figure out the Russell Wilson situation, the rest of the team is pretty good. He needs to stay healthy at running back. There's a lot of rumors that Saquon Barkley is is uh, a likely possible landing spot um, for him this offseason if he doesn't go back to New York. Um, but when you look at trades in head coaches, Don Shula was traded to Miami, Bill Parcells, was traded for Mike Holmgren was traded for Bill Belichick was traded for John Gruden was traded for Herm Edwards. That one probably didn't work. Bruce Arians was traded for like a lot of head coach trades have worked out pretty well. So if it's just a matter of getting him, because I'm glad it's just like, once we do it, it's done this season. It's just a bad year. Chalk it up. Then you got your head coach for the future. He seems like he's invested. I'm super excited about it. Um, he at least knows when to call timeout. <laughs> that's that's Brian's biggest biggest flaw with Hackett. 
D'Amico Ryan, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, I mean, he played in Houston for a lot of his career. That one makes a ton of sense. That guy, that guy's awesome. So good for, good for him. Good for them. Um, I, I don't believe Ian Rappaport's reporting that Denver kicked the tires one last time on D'Amico Ryan's like that wouldn't make any sense. Him in Houston makes the most sense. I think he's actually going to turn that thing around. Six years is a long time for a first-time head coach, but I think it's the right choice. I I agree with that. Just being, you know, knowing that fan base, knowing what will would work in that system, um, I think that's a great choice. Eric Frank Reich, you're down in Carolina now. I know it's not your team, but it's your adopted team. What do you think? <laughs> Resident yeah. Panther expert. Yeah, I am the Resident Panther expert. I watch way too many of their football games. Way too many. Uh, what I will say, knowing that I've watched way too many of their football games, they're sneaky good. They they actually are. They're really a quarterback away from legitimately being like a good team. Um, the quarterback play absolutely kills this team for the last two to three years. The defense is actually pretty solid. Can Frank Wright figure out the quarterback? He hasn't proven any of it yet. But if they just leave it up to the GM, maybe he doesn't have to do anything with it. But uh, I like—I really actually do like the hire. He was their expansion quarterback when they first started. I actually really like all three of the hires. I love Ryan's in Houston. He got the six-year deal. If I was hiring anybody, I'd hire Ryan's, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to pay the draft pick for Peyton. But then Peyton's obviously a short behind second. That fit in Houston works perfectly. He got the six-year deal, so he's got plenty of time. I like Peyton in Denver. Denver, that's that's an interesting one. Because he, he actually said the biggest thing that mattered to him was ownership. And in the end, that's how it played out. Denver is probably one of the better ownership groups, at least we believe, in the league right now. You just define better as richest. Yeah, richest. Yes, better wording of it. Uh, so Steve Wilkes I, got – I think Steve Wilkes got screwed. You're good. I don't love the Frank Reich hire. I'm surprised to hear you say that. I just think you need an offensive mind. The team needed an offensive mind. There's been too much. Uh, he was a disaster in Indianapolis. Like lack of none offensive. of it worked. Like the rule thing. He was just supposed to be like a leader of men, and it didn't work. And then it got so bad that they literally were left with Ben McAdoo as an offensive coordinator, which <laughs> feels a lot like the Patriots situation. I think <laughs> Bill Bryan was like the only option there. They just got lucky that he was willing to take the job. It felt a lot like that. Now, I just think you kind of need an offensive mind in today's game, and I think Wilkes kind of did get screwed a little bit. But like, I've definitely heard that from Panthers fans. But I, I just think he's proven at least a little bit to be a winner, and you just need a little. They need a little more creativity on the offensive side of the ball, and that's the team's biggest need and hole. So. Fair enough, Cass. Anything to add on any of these coaches? I just, I think all the points were pretty good. I thought that the D'Amico Ryan tire was probably the best of them all. I, I was, I've been really high on D'Amico Ryan's as a potential head coaching prospect for most of the year. So I think that was a great sign. And especially to give him the long-term contract, I think that was just one of the better contracts of any that got signed in the last like week, but all the other points that were brought up, all really good points. Fair enough. Uh, is there is Arizona the only um, head coaching position that's still open? Yeah, I think so. So that's a tough job. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be getting that one. I mean, I don't think anybody wants it. I know Cliff Wayne. Kingsbury's still somewhere out there. He's yeah. in Thailand. No, still in Thailand. 
Limited Colts, out. the Colts, right? I, the thing I wonder about this, I can know. I, can about. I put in a, a receipt right now? Cliff Kingsbury uh, will be the offensive coordinator at Alabama within the next two years. Yes. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That's the next reclamation project for Nick Saban. Oh, that's interesting. The the one that I'm going to say, a receipt, and I could be dead wrong. Um, I know, Brian, you've talked about him, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago. The guy that I think that they might be waiting on, considering they haven't hired anyone yet, uh, Eric Bieniemy. Dude, if I'm Bieniemy, hey, hey. I mean, it, it's possible. Him and Patrick Mahomes, him and Patrick Mahomes don't get along. Like they straight up do not get along. So it wouldn't surprise me. Bieniemy needs to be a head coach. That's a tough first head coach job, though. I feel like. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes are different personalities significantly. Oh, no, I agree. No, I, I, I think the enemy could leave just because he doesn't get along with Mahomes. I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that that based on how long this has taken and them being the first ones to fire their coach, um, I imagine that potentially that's one of the guys they're waiting on. So. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to baseball and then one thing from hockey and then we'll we'll get on with our show. Uh, quick trade involving Cass's Red Sox. Matt Barnes was traded from the Red Sox to the Marlins for Richard, Richard Blyer. Don't know who that is. I know who Matt Barnes is pretty much strictly from Cassidy. Uh, is this trade important or not at all? Cass? Honestly, it's another bullpen arm. This year's Red Sox team is your guess as good as mine. I we've, Matt, Matt they, Barnes plays baseball now. I'm assuming it's a different Matt Barnes, but not the one that slapped Derek Fisher. Yeah, no, this is Matt Barnes, pride of UConn. Ah, well, he was the pride of UConn, you know, before the last like two seasons where he blew more games than he actually saved when he came in. But hey, who knows? Maybe going down to Miami will help re up his career. He was a he looked like he was going to be the closer a couple seasons ago. Just kind of fell apart. Blyer could be a solid, another solid arm to add into the pen. They've tried to make some moves to help the pen out. You can really only go up from how bad the bullpen was last season. So who knows? We will see. But speaking of Miami, the other par- uh, partner in this trade, Jazz Chisholm is the 2023 The Show cover athlete for... Just- just Chisholm. Okay. You play play the play the sound. You you weren't being one. I'm just trying to help. Uh is the 2023 cover athlete. I really I know Brian, you were not a fan of the the art or the player on it. I like the art on the cover. I agree that maybe he's not cover athlete worthy yet. He's not holding a baseball bat or a baseball or a glove or anything. He's wearing half the crap he's wearing. He would get fined if he wore it on the field. Yet we put it on the cover of the video game. I'm done. That's the league licenses, of course. Yep. I mean, that's what happened with the NHL this year. I mean, Trevor Zegers is out there in shorts in front of palm trees. I mean, Sarah Nurse at least looks like she's in a hockey uniform, but... Trevor Zegers is out there in, in short shorts and no, no, I think he's holding a hockey stick with no gloves. Yeah. And it's annoying. Yeah. So Eric or Cass, any opinions on this? Uh, honestly, didn't really have 
that much on like the actual picture itself. I thought Chisholm was an interesting choice. I was talking to one of my friends at work and we talked about how a lot of people, he had seen a lot of people weren't a big fan of Chisholm because honestly, Jazz Chisholm isn't really a name that outside of people that really already follow baseball and are like invested in it. Not a lot of people will have probably heard of Jazz Chisholm where like last year you're coming off of having like Otani who you could probably ask a good amount of people and they'd probably heard of Otani in some way or form. So in a way I get it that maybe the MLB is trying to bring more exposure to an exciting player like Jazz Chisholm, but it could also backfire taking a player that may be not known to a lot of people outside of like very invested baseball fans. Well, I had, I had heard a rumor that potentially Julio Rodriguez is going to be on the cover this year. And I feel like that's a name that while it's maybe not a household name, but that's a name that a lot more people would know than exactly. I agree. I thought that would have been a sick choice. I think they kind of went for like the young person thing. Like he's supposed to be Mm -hmm. the next generation of baseball where it's fun. It's energetic. It's bad flips. It's, you know, we have fun playing the game and this getting away from the old guard. And I guess that's what they're trying to attract. They're trying to attract the, that age group is that's who's playing the video game to begin with is that yeah. age group. And he kind of fits that, that mold, but it's definitely an interesting choice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we'll see what the general population thinks when we hear about sales and whatnot. Uh, but let's move on to Zach Greinke. He's re signing a one year deal to return to the Royals. Uh, I mean, I kind of thought that after kind of some of the, PR drama stuff he did with bothering the fans last year that maybe the Royals would not want to bring this guy back, but clearly they don't care. I don't think he has much left in the tank to begin with. Can I just put this in? I, I'm stuck on Jazz Chisholm. I'm sorry. It's like putting Damian Pierce on the cover of Madden, like the best yeah. player from the worst team in the league. It's It makes no sense. I don't get it. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's a fair point. I'm sorry to cut that conversation short but i didn't were the marlins really the worst team in the league last year not the worst but it, it, it's a one valid of. point it's one of yeah i i wasn't sure um, I'm, I'm just super hung up on it it annoys me i like no. jazz i i genuinely like jazz but i just to to cast his point like the casual baseball fan has no clue who jazz chisholm is or who the marlins are half the time or never seen a game or have no idea what his play style is or anything of that sort. Yeah. He's fun. I wonder if there's I wonder if there's a financial thing to it. I wonder if they literally have to pay these guys to be on the cover and if he was cheaper than somebody else. That's I mean, it could be something with their their contract maybe with their contracts with the teams and the teams have a say in it where if they're a featured athlete on XYZ in terms of sponsorships, they get paid X amount or whatever. I don't know. The Marlins were 14 games ahead of the Nationals last year in the NL East. They were 69 yeah, and 93. Like, yeah, I feel like they were like in the 20s for record. I think they it's were not 20, dead last. They were 28th. Like, Ooh, they were a game better than the Rockies. Move on. <laughs> um, let's speaking of the Rockies. Uh, Dexter Fowler, drafted by the Rockies, has retired. The Rockies' win percentage last year was 420. That seems perfect. 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 Uh, Dexter uh, Fowler, man. Good for him. I'm excited yeah. for him. 14 years in the league, drafted by the Rockies, went on to win the World Series with the Cubs in 2016. 
played seven games with the Angels last year, but then had a long contract after winning the World Series with the the Cardinals. So five teams, 14 seasons, pretty good career. Brian, we'll let you continue. I, I love Dexter Fowler. Good for him. Eric, Dexter Fowler. She had a better end to his career. I feel like maybe he pushed it a year or two too long. But other than that, it, it was a nice career. Above average player. Good guy. Cass? Good player. Good guy. Good for him. Good for you. I'm, I hope you're doing better without me. God, I wish that I could do that. Um, nah, but really, good for him. It does seem, and I know this is not a observation that my astute brain made on its own, but the Angels are a place that players go to die, to end their careers. You're I mean, correct. Yeah, look, Mike Trout's been doing it from pretty much the start of his career. Yep, I mean, <laughs> freaking, what's his name? Pujols went there and his career just died. Until it didn't, and he came back and ended up hitting 700. In- yes, and yeah. it didn't, but it died until he left. Um, so, I don't know. The Angels are what the Philadelphia Flyers are for goalies. So, Take, your word. Just to take a jab at Philly. Uh, but going into hockey now, big trade, huge. Probably the number one or number two trade chip on the board was dealt on Monday night. Bo Horvat, a lot of teams were in on him. Can, uh, the Avalanche were in, the Bruins were in, a couple of other teams were in. He goes to the freaking New York Islanders, a team that isn't even in the playoff. I mean, they're like 10 points out of a playoff spot right now. And they gave up Anthony Beauvillier, their top prospect, and the only prospect in the NHL top 100, Atu Ratty, and a 2023 protected first-round draft pick that they keep if it's in the top 12. Bo Horvitz a great player. They do not have a contract worked out for him. You do not make this kind of trade unless you have a contract worked out for him. Cass, I see you shaking your head. No, because I always it, it's just like like you said, the Bruins name kept getting brought up with the Bo Horvat thing. But all the way, all the times that it kept coming up, it was like one of those, yeah, but what are we gonna give up to that would bring him onto the team that we wouldn't have to throw off our team already? And from seeing what the Islanders gave up, it's completely understandable why the Bruins said, no, we're good, because I just don't think a lot of the playoff teams were willing to give up that big of a price for Bo Horvat, which, like you said, the Islanders don't even have a contract agreed to with them. Right. And a lot of teams didn't want to take the risk of throwing off a team that's already in the playoffs for the risk of a guy that they have for half a season. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about what a package would have looked like from the Bruins, that probably the equivalent to this is probably Jacob Lauko, Jake DeBrusque, and a first-round pick. Yeah, and I even heard Carlo's name getting thrown in there a ton in potential things, and it's like the Bruins are never going to make that deal. Yeah. Is so, this just Lou Lamorello doing his thing, though, or do you think they actually don't have a contract worked out? Oh, they don't. I Like, in season, he'll sign contracts, I'm pretty sure. Like, he, on his press conference, he said, we do not have a contract, like, like deadpan no no tongue in cheek so he's he's in he's a free agent in five months yes for a team that literally had one prospect in the top 100 of nhl prospects and already is like the third oldest team in the league they don't have a contract for the guy they just traded all that ass all those assets for what they literally need to hope happens is they need to hope that they 
slide. They fall enough and they end up at 12. So the pick moves to next year because this year is a deep draft and they can re-sign Bo Horvat. That would be the way that this makes it good for the Islanders. But if either of those things don't happen, I don't think the Islanders win this trade, even, even with Bo Horvat being the player he is. So, Eric, you have any thoughts on this? Um, not really. I think we hit on a lot of this stuff. Uh, he's having a career year right now. There's part of me that's like, oh, you, you, you know, we'll see what happens. As like, is it a little bit of like a hey career year? You're trading that much for a guy in a career year, but he's on a steady progression his whole career. So I'm not too worried about him on the Islanders. I feel like he'll fit well. Um, just whether or not he can get them actually in the playoffs and actually likes Long Island. Who likes Long Island? Who would like such a place? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. 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 I just I, I saw this trade and I was stunned. I, I've been thinking about it for three days, waiting to talk about it because this is just mind boggling. Didn't that. he also say you like he thought he was going to be in Vancouver forever? Is that yes. what you think? They were yeah. saying you think that was like a made up line just because he was like, yeah, I like Vancouver, or you think I'm, that was like real deal, like? No, I, of it. I really think it was the emotion of it. Like, the, so that there's a there's a funny piece of this here. The Lou Lamorello was the GM of the Devils when they traded the ninth overall pick to the Vancouver Canucks to get Corey Schneider. That ninth overall pick was Bo Horvat, and now Lou Lamorello finally traded back for Bo Horvat. Um, but I really think that once he went to Vancouver, like I'm sure you know, coming from London, Ontario. Vancouver is probably similar, bigger, bigger city in Canada. And he just fell in love with the city, fell in love with the fans. And then this whole saga happened and the coaching thing with uh, Bruce Boudreaux was just nuts. Uh, I think he just kind of had enough. And I, maybe he goes back. For all we know, he just got the, uh, the Canucks a bunch of assets, won't resign with the Islanders and goes back to Vancouver. Uh, if that happens, oh, my God, I will never let Islanders fans live that down. <laughs> But uh, enough of me on my soapbox about Islanders being stupid. Let's move on to our Infinity Gauntlet trivia question. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. How many cities... In the United States, have all four major sports. Fourteen. No. Am I supposed to guess the number, or do you want me to actually count it in my head? I've said the names out loud. Ryan was close. I'm playing the quiz as we speak. So there's Boston, L.A., New York. DC. Dallas. Yep. Miami. Yep. Um, Phoenix. Chicago, Chicago Phoenix. 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 Yep. You guys are at eight. Philly and Chicago. So I got. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit's eleven. Detroit. We're going with. There's probably. 12. 12, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is it? There are 13. Oh, there is 13. And I'm missing the 13th as well as I do this. San Francisco. 
I have that oh, one. San Francisco. What was the, okay? Denver. Den, okay, so Denver, Los Angeles, Phoenix, San Francisco, Dallas, Chicago, Detroit, Philly, DC, Miami, New York City, Boston. We're missing one. Indianapolis? No, they don't have a baseball team. No. Cleveland? No, because Cleveland, Columbus doesn't count. Unless you count to Columbus. Minnesota. Same thing. I did did Minneapolis. It didn't take it. This is stressful. It's Atlanta. It's got to be Atlanta, right? Atlanta doesn't have a No, they don't have a hockey team. Houston doesn't have a hockey team. Houston doesn't have a hockey team. Minneapolis? Is that the wild? I did Minneapolis. I didn't buy is it Minnesota? Oh, it was Minneapolis. I just must have misspelled it. Yep. Yeah, so we got all 13. Yeah. Also, I'm now recalling we've done this exact fucking question before. I yeah, care. I thought we did that one already. Ah, fine, sorry. I think we guessed the name. I don't know, it's fine. We did, I don't think we guessed the name. I don't think we... I think we did the, the name, not the number. I forgot That's to fine. have a quiz, a quiz question, and I came You're up good. with one. All right. Quick Ryan's Regal review. I didn't watch a movie even though we had two weeks off. Yes, I know I'm in trouble. Brian asked me to watch a movie. I didn't do it. Sorry, I'm planning a wedding. Uh, no, you're not. I Justine's did. planning a wedding. That's incorrect. You're staying out of the way <laughs> if you're doing what you're supposed incorrect. to be doing. Well, then start also. doing what you're supposed to be doing and stay out of the way. <laughs> okay. Can we record? Uh, can we record a live podcast like the night before your wedding? Perhaps. Cool. I suggested we did that all when we were in Orlando, and you were like, absolutely not. Yeah, all the why. guests just rotate in. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like what we did ever, with my Spider-Man episode. What episode? If we can wait, do, can we get to 50 by then? Yeah, I mean, I, we definitely can. 50? Yeah. Yes. That's can like you 10 have episodes. The, we'll have the 50th episode spectacular where we'll just have every guest who's ever been on the show that's invited come into a room and just record a couple lines. I hope there's people that have been on this podcast that are not invited to the wedding. So they don't get to be part of the, the telethon. <laughs> so wouldn't it be? Would seventy five be in play? How many are we at? Thirty eight. No. Sorry, I thought we were closer to fifty. My bad. I thought we were near fifty. I was like, fifty is probably about the right number. Um, yeah, but yeah. So to Ryan's Regal review, really quick. Didn't watch a movie, but I did finally finish. The second half of all, Only Murders in the Building Season 1. Phenomenal show. Loved Great it. Show. Can't wait to watch Season 2. And can't wait for Season 3 to come out. I am very, very excited. Season 2, also very good. You know nothing about Season 3. Why are you so excited for for Season 3? Because then I'll be able to watch it live as it comes out again. Yeah, that's what you, I did for the first Do you know? Oh, do you already probably know who's in Season 3, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. I do. But I don't ruin the end of Season 2 for you. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's move on to our transfer news. The transfer deadline. Ryan, will was, you commit to me right now? You will watch Princess Bride for next week. I will not commit to you for next week, but I will commit to you for one of the next two weeks. I will watch it because this week is. Shout out Justine! Happy birthday! Love you. Uh, it's a birthday tomorrow, and it's a weekend full of celebration. I have a lot of things planned. So, Justine, nice. you don't need to celebrate your birthday for three whole days. But I love you too. <laughs> um, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, just knock it out. 
That's that's what I'm saying. Potentially on Tuesday night, I might be able to watch it. That's if not, it's not a Wednesday movie. It's a Saturday movie. Oh my god! <laughs> eat, eat shit! Eat shit! Eat shit! Love you, Justine. Um, we, I will try for Tuesday. If not, I promise I will watch it for the following week's episode. You're also like gonna go to bed at some point. Like, take eighty nine minutes and watch a movie. It's only eighty nine minutes. Yeah. Oh well, then that clears my answer that I'm gonna watch it on Tuesday before next week, or should I save it for the fortieth episode in two weeks? What's special about forty? I, I don't know. This You're a lot 40. closer to it than I am. Um, let's go on to our transfer news. Ryan is being a little bitch again. Yeah, you know, I could see you. I could see when you lean over. I knew I was just waiting for you to press it. I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. You done? You done being a child? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's start as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a four nothing ball game. I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again. Okay, go. Going to start with Arsenal. Yeah. Top of the table, baby. Yes. We'll start at the top of the table. Unfortunately, Giorgino. Comes over from Chelsea. It's Jorginho. I'm done. I'm done. I don't know if I'm ever going to put this headset on again. It's That's his name. It is Jorginho. It is. It's the same fucking thing. It's not it's, like it's I said. Francois instead of, or Francois instead of Francois. That's a lot different. Jorginho. There you go. That's what I said the first time. No, it's not. You said the first time. But yes, don't you start that? Yeah. Him leaving Chelsea is is surprising. The Premier League spent a billion dollars in the January transfer window, and it feels like nothing happened. It's weird. One dollar. It's weird. It is weird. And make things worse, like all the other big five leagues, it goes even big four leagues spent less than the Premier League did combined all together. All those four leagues spent less than the Premier League. And like you said, it doesn't even feel like there was an impact signing. Besides yeah. maybe Fernandez, maybe. Jorginho on well, Arsenal, I don't, know where, I don't know where he fits into Arsenal other than he just gives them more depth. Um, I think that's what it's for. And, I and he, yeah, I mean, they lost the FA Cup to, or, to Manchester City. Manchester City is in their heads. They're going to be five points ahead of city for the next few weeks and they're going to be scared to death the rest of the season that they're going to give it up and because that's where i live i'm an arsenal supporter that's like i don't think we're actually going to lift the trophy the end of the season are you kidding me we're going to blow it somehow some way you give yourself more depth and try and protect your five-point lead i think also leaving chelsea for him it's like this seems kind of a mess maybe yeah. Potentially not. Who knows what their really their future is, and he's probably not part of it. So, you know, why don't I try to get on this team that's going for a title run, even if I'm just a role player? Yep. Fair enough. Um, let's move over to Cass's team, Liverpool. They we did spent, a- out of that like billion. We spent like ten dollars to to help the, to help it get to a billion. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of yours were loan deals for players that are either academy players or, you know, very depth signings. But the one player you did sign, which was almost immediately Cody after Gakpo. the World Cup, you and you said it, Cody Gakpo, the hero for the Netherlands. Incredible which I actually player. really like the signing. I think Cody Gakpo could be, is going to be a really good player. I would also like us to, you know, not have half our players injured. But, you know, supposedly, if you listen to... FSG, we're spending money come summer. I'll believe that when I see it, but I guess I'm happy with the Gakpo signing. Would have liked to see a midfielder, seeing how at this point we're going to just start throwing like 10-year-olds out in the midfield to see if they can (laughs) play at the Premier League level, and who knows. Yeah, I mean, I like the Gakpo signing. I mean, I liked what I saw of him in the World Cup. I think a lot of the signings that were – had in this window a lot of them were players who advanced pretty far in the world cup I mean, a lot of moroccan players a lot of players from the netherlands from argentina a lot of those type of players were ones that uh that were moved during this window mm-hmm. that's how it so, always that's how, that's how it always is cup. it's just not yeah. usually in january yeah. yes that's true but, that's, but wasn't Gakpo a free transfer like he, I, it wasn't even a they didn't have to pay for him. Like obviously they paid for him, but wasn't it? They didn't have to buy out anything, right? Wasn't it just a full uh, free transfer, a free agent to put it in American terms? I th- no, I thought it was think, like thirty. I know I think he had to pay a fee. Okay, to, no, uh, they paid like thirty-five. Fee. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that much wasn't compared to. 30s. Yeah, compared 35s? to other things. Yeah. Okay. Other other people that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the worst okay. signing to make, though. The after World Cup signings, the value is just way too high because they just went to the World Cup, and that doesn't mean anything. They play a completely different game in the World Cup, right? Completely different systems. It doesn't mean anything for the most part, and then their prices get inflated out the wazoo. What you mean, like one hundred twenty-one million? Yeah, no. Example number one, we'll get there, but uh, and that's what happens. And then these these guys bust or right. don't don't do as well. Obviously, as the price tag showed, and that's that's the worst move. It's proven. It's in you know books and all this <laughs> other stuff. It's it's out there. It's out there, and I'm surprised people still do it. The it's amazing that teams still do it because it, there's yes. clear numbers that this doesn't work. Yep, you're absolutely right. Let's talk about another one that we're all very very familiar with. Our friend Weston McKinney. Yeah. comes over to Leeds to join up with the American Leeds coalition. USA. USA. Yeah, the coalition that's building there with Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson and Jesse Marsh. And- Jesse Marsh is slowly turning Leeds into the U.S. men's national team. He's going yeah. peace by hey, peace. Man, we need to play together more regularly. <laughs> yeah, He's doing his part. <laughs> it's, I really like that signing for Leeds. I mean, McKinney's a good player. Um, Leeds got a, got a good one. And Jesse Marsh is, like we said, building his USA men's national team roster. Hey, maybe Jesse Marsh will be the new head coach after this Burhalter saga ends. Oh, that's a good one. McKinney's only there on loan, right? But if they don't loan get with an option if, to buy, yeah. yeah. If they if don't get relocated, it's an automatic purchase. Is that my yeah. understanding, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, if they yeah. make it there. Everton's doing everything they can to make sure Leeds doesn't get relegated. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna really enjoy it if they get it <laughs> relegated. That's gonna be funny. It's gonna be sad. I feel like they've been there my whole life. Just they've like, never, they they've never been relegated. Like, I don't know we how Everton's a, made we it. Lose a Derby. Yeah, but but they let Anthony Gordon walk out the door. It's like 
Yeah. yeah. Well, that was Thank that you. was a lot of money. That was for Anthony Gordon, forty mil. Who's crazy? Anthony, we'll talk about that one now. Anthony Gordon goes over to Newcastle for forty million casts. What do you think about that? You would just honestly. Well, it's like Eric said that forty million for Anthony Gordon is crazy, and I can understand why Everton were like, okay, yeah, we don't, we can't match that, but. I guess that's the effect of, you know, the new Newcastle Saudi ownership. They are willing to just throw however much money to get someone like Anthony Gordon off of Everton. But I think Everton might have been one of of the Premier League spending all that money. Everton might have had probably the worst transfer, like this deadline day, whole transfer month as a relegation team. And they got worse, like through the deadline. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, just no offense to the guy, but Anthony Gordon has a really long neck. He's kind of like a giraffe. I mean, eek. Um, Date compared to Davis Mills. Yeah, well, that's true. Compared to <laughs> Mike Davis Glennon. Mills, yeah. That's that British tax right there, that Anthony Gordon's move. That, that British, like 10, 20% more mm-hmm. on the value just because the Premier League just has so much money flowing through it. Yeah. But that's a tough one, but... Uh, if you're Everton, you have to put that money into the team, but you don't have time to put the money into the team, but you have to take the money. Or just maybe sign and like not let Lampard get all the way to that point and then sign a head coach the day before deadline day. It's yeah. like, yeah, we'll sign a new head coach and then we'll not spend any money and let him coach a bunch of randos. They're pretty much praying that they survive and then then spend the 40 mil. On yeah, because they did that last year and they had to work. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, Deli Alley, that's former former Spur. He's running the show there, it seems like, at this point. Not great when he's running your show. What a Just fall. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another team that spent a ridiculous amount of money on a player. Wolves, they got uh, Cunha from Atletico for $55 million, was it? Something like that, 50 to 55 That's a lot of money for a team that's not in the top eight, let's say, usually. Yeah. That that's a big price. I mean, Cass or Eric, what do you know about this guy, Macuna or Brian? Are we sure we don't have a super league in England going on right now with the amount of money that's getting thrown around? It's starting to turn into it. it it's starting to get the. This might quickly turn here. I, that that's what I have to say about this signing. This signing is just reeks of the future of the sport completely shifting over into something that is going to be absolutely wild to see. Yeah. Not to I, mention Wolves being another team that's slowly building a national team just at a club level. Half that team is Portuguese. Yeah. I love the Portuguese over there. I think, I mean, I think, look, Wolves have always been a team that have been a thorn in the side of a lot of other teams. I mean, especially the last two seasons or so. And if they could start building something up, they have a, a chance to, you know, be be pretty good for a little while here. I mean, they could have a little run like Leicester had, where they were really in the top top tier. Um, yeah, that's if they don't get picked apart by teams in the summer in the summer window. Yeah, that's true. Because I know there's at least like two or three players on that Wolves team that a lot of teams are starting to look at for the summer window. Yeah, Cunha can play though. We'll, we'll go back to it. We'll circle back. He can play. We'll give him his credit. Hopefully he can help Wolves in their attack and at least keep them floating uh, up. 
in the Premier League and see what happens from there. But the part that he's leaving Atletico Madrid to go to Wolves, and they spent that much on him, is just an incredible. Yeah, Atletico was a team that was very, very active uh, in this window. They might have been one of the most active, along with Nottingham Forest and Chelsea. Um, we'll, we'll go over to Atletico now. Uh, they signed Memphis Depay from Barcelona early in the window, right after the World Cup. I believe that was like a $3 million transfer, which is crazy after the performance he had in the World Cup. Um, they also signed Matt Doherty from the Spurs right back. I mean, that's not a huge move, but they were very active. They sold Cunha. Um, but that Doherty deal spiraled into a lot of other things. When this, With Spurs losing Doherty, they went to Sporting Portugal to get Pedro Porro to replace him at right back, who then went to Barcelona to get Hector Bellerin to replace him at right back, who then went to the LA Galaxy to get some dude I had never even heard of. But it kind of spiraled out of control with the U.S. getting poached at the end of it without them grabbing anybody. That's, that's gonna be that's considered good transition for the uh, LA Galaxy or good business. Uh, yeah, he's gonna start at Barcelona B though. He's, he's not gonna be on the on the main club. But uh, right. just... in... hey, that's a potential few U.S. US men's national team. Or no, did he go to Mexico? Wait, are you talking about Rajo? Yeah. Well, we don't even know if that he's the move to Barca has been okayed. Because Barca messed up the paperwork, so now they're waiting on FIFA to give them the decision on whether they're going to allow the transfer to go through. The classic Barca. They just they always I seem think to Arrazo have to. also went Mexican national team. I think he was one of the couple he guys. Did. Yeah, he went along with uh, the goalie. Goldberg? No, Ochoa, right? The goalie! Uh, A weird, weird career for Doherty. So yeah, Wolves. very weird. Goes to takes a couple loans in the lower leagues, and then goes to Tottenham. A kind of late bloomer, Irish. We haven't had the good Irish people, and then now he's going to play for Atletico Madrid on on the free. Right? It was a free transfer. Well, it was supposed to be a loan, and then the day after the loan went through, they terminated his deal, and he's signed there permanently. Yeah, that's a weird one. And then you yeah. also mentioned Nottingham Forest signing yeah. Liverpool legend John Joe Shelby. Oh, yes. huge we'll get huge. back to that in one moment. I just need to yeah, talk about the, the Pedro Poro thing. Yeah. Not because it's Spurs, but because of how Spurs almost fucked this thing up. <laughs> Fabricio Romano, the greatest he is. soccer tweeter, the insider the of soccer. soccer. He yes, is the Woj of soccer. soccer. Tweeted the, here we go, which means the deal is done. And Tottenham almost fumbled the bag. They had the deal on... The thin ice, like about to fall apart. They salvaged it by making it a loan-to-buy situation, even though they're obligated to buy no matter what. Like the amount of failed transfers that the Spurs had on the one-yard line in the last three years is ridiculous. Talk about Dybala, uh, Grealish, almost Poro, a couple other guys that they had like on the one-yard line, and they almost messed it up. Like. I'm done with Daniel Levy. The same way Cass is done with Fenway Sports Group, I'm done with Daniel Levy. Spend money. Now we're going to lose Conte because, you know, he doesn't want to stay if we're not going to spend money. And clearly we're not going to spend money. We might not even be able to retain Harry Kane at this rate. Garbage. Do you ever want to retain Harry Kane? How much do you spend on a right back? For 45? Plus 45 plus we gave them – it was at the last second. If we would have done this at the beginning and saw that it wasn't working, we could have made more moves. 
That's fair. But you know how like all time that's probably what tops five for money moves for a right back in the history. That is spending money. Yeah. Award some they they were basically pressured into it. Conte probably said, I'm quitting midseason if you don't get me somebody. Get your logic out of here, Eric. Yeah, come on, Eric. I know. I'm just saying. It, Cass is mad over there. They spent $35 million on Gakpo, one of the World Cup's rising stars. They don't spend a dollar. Ryan's upset that they spent $40 million on a right back. It's not even – it's not the not spending money. It's the spending like barely any money compared to the teams you're trying to compete with who are spending. Nobody's like, spending Chelsea money. Nobody's that's spending it. that money. Nobody's spending that's crazy like that. In City. City spends Chelsea. It's, it's Chelsea and City. And it's like. And Arsenal too. Last, last transfer, yeah, they spent a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, they went out and got Zinchenko. They went out and got. Thank the Lord, man. You. Just they they get rid of themselves out of these situations, so it's, you don't have to worry about them. It's like, out the bargain bin. They're going for. They tried to get Gakpo, and, like, and we took him took him from them. Yeah, they United's a mess. We'll get to them in a minute, but let's go back to Nottingham Forest. They had one of the most active deadlines. They got Kayla Navas on loan from PSG. They got John Joe Shelby came over from was it Newcastle? He was at. Yeah, uh, he yeah. was at Newcastle, and Chris Wood comes over. I think he was with Aston Villa. Yeah, another pretty decent striker. Track. He just keeps moving around the Premier League teams. Yeah, he but... might be a money laundering guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric with his conspiracy theories once more. <laughs> a money laundering. Um, but they they had a pretty active deadline. I'm I'm surprised. I mean, for a team that's not necessarily like really in the thick of things. I mean, they're not a relegation team, are they? But they're close. They're close. That race is tight. Forest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, dude, like, they're, there's only, like, what, two point difference between 20 or yeah. between Forest 19th and one 15th bad rush or 14th? Yeah. Forest has one bad run of games and they're in, they're in the rele- relegation. Yeah. Race. They're real close. So they're trying to do anything to salvage that. I mean, they needed a goaltender when we played them. I mean, they really needed a goaltender. John Joe Shelby's a Really nice veteran presence. I like that in their midfield. And goalkeeper, goaltender is a hockey position. I thought I said keeper. Uh, you are 18th, 18 points with Leicester in 14th, and 20th Southampton at 15. So there's three point difference between 20th and 14th. Nottingham Forest is in 13th with 21 points. Yeah, so they're they're not very far away. Um. Yeah, I, I like these moves for for Nottingham. I mean, if if anything, you know, Navas is going to go back. It's a six month loan. It's just to keep them alive, so then they could actually, you know, this is just patchwork to fix the ship full time in the summer. Right. Exactly. So I like Navas. I, I like this play. Yeah, Nottingham Forest is nine minus nineteen in goal differential, though. That's not good. Bag always. Well, they yeah, need goaltenders. Exactly why they shut up. Um, let's talk about. I don't know if this guy is important or not, but he came from the MLS, went to a pretty big club. Paxton Aronson goes from Philadelphia to Frankfurt. I feel like that was a, a move mer- worth mentioning for the American folk. Eric James. Uh, oh my God, why do they call you James? Jesus Christ, I'm looking at your screen. Cassidy O'Brien, anything on this guy? Big fan of Paxton Aronson. 
watched some of him when he was playing it for the U20s down at the, uh, technically it was the U20 CONCACAF event. So it was a qualifier for the U20 World Cup and the Olympics this last last summer. And honestly, I think Paxton Aronson shows all the potential that his brother did. He could even be a little bit of a better player, in my opinion, if he did, with his development. I think he could. He's going to be a future star for the men's national team if he continues on the track that he's he's been on. And I think I think everything you just said about him is how I believe in Brendan Aronson. I think <laughs> if you give Brendan Aronson the time with the men's national team, he could be one of our better players. Um. And Paxton Aronson, he's a stud, man. Like, you could see it while he was at Philly. Um, he's, what is he, 19, 20? Like, he's yeah, really 19. freaking good. He's going to be really good in Frankfurt. That's good. He's, he'll end up in the Premier League within the next four or five years as well, just oh, yeah. for American marketing, if nothing else. He's good, man. Yeah, a little yeah, more man. technical than his brother at this point in his career, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if he shows up anything like his brother, then the U.S. men's national team will be in good shape. I'm yeah, not going to get into the Aronson conversation. I could say so much right now, but I'll leave it. <laughs> I'll leave it for. But let's say, like, for to be as young as he is, and to go down to that, like the U twenty Concacafs, and then come out of that tournament in like Honduras. I think it was in Honduras, right? It was either Honduras or El Salvador, and win the Golden Boot of the tournament. It just shows he's got the all the potential to be just a great player for the national team and club. Yeah, Eric. The way Eric just said that that he has a lot to say about Aronson, but he'll keep his mouth shut. Sounds like he he has pictures of one of them in a speedo in a hammock eating Cheetos or something like that. Like definitely not, definitely <laughs> not, absolutely not. You could have a picture of one, and it's a picture of both because they look freaking identical. They do. Uh, yeah, they really do. Very similar. That's so funny. Um, all right, one move we're going to briefly mention. I don't think we need to talk about him, even though he is a former Liverpool player. If I'm not mistaken. Means- he goes to West Ham. He's been bouncing around everywhere. Another money Danny. laundering guy. <laughs> hey, but he knows how to score oh. goals. You know, he scores one he every like, couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Super a guy who just I mean, I I don't know. He he his career trajectory is a lot looking a lot to me like a Andy Carroll, where he just kind of bounces around. He has his hot spots and then he just Yeah, he can't to, cut it at the top level team, so he can do very well at the middle yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I guess that's that's that. Uh a player that left a Premier League team and actually went to a non-Premier League team on loan, but it apparently has to do with him being disgruntled with Pep Guardiola. Uh Jao Cancelo goes from Manchester City to Bayern on a six month loan, I think. I don't know if there's an option to buy. I can't remember. There on is that one. Seventy mil. Yeah, so I don't know that Bayern will meet that. Seventy? Mm-hmm. For uh, that, that what was he wow. bought for? He was That's... bought for a lot. He was bought for fifty plus. Shall. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a move that, and I've heard that a lot of guys are disgruntled with Pep right now. I mean Kyle Walker, um, Gundawai, a couple of other guys, get over pretty it. unhappy with him. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're one of the top teams, suck it yep. up. But... A buy option of seventy million euro. That's a lot. I, I do. Do any of you see them paying that and actually curtaining him? I mean, if they if they do very well and he plays well there, maybe. But I would say it's unlikely, right? It's not like Bayern need him to win the league. No, no. They may need him to win Champions League, but at this point, like Bayern still doesn't care about 
Like, no, they don't need no. that. that. They're not going to in a race, though, right now. Yeah. I bet they still win it. They still win. They probably will still win it, but they are in a race. Yeah. But you, you, you loan him or you get him on loan to win the race, but you're not going to spend $85 million to buy him out. Just yeah, that, you... that, that might be in there just to like sweeten it. Like, hey, City, we'll take him and we'll give you the chance. You know, we, we have the chance to buy it, but it just makes it a sweeter deal for City. And they're like, okay, we can let him go. Yeah. Just maybe you do buy him at the end of this. But in mm-hmm. reality, they probably don't do it. I mean, if he becomes their the star player, does everything for them, like which I I doubt. I mean, it's it's Bayern, possible but unlikely. But I think a player that he replaced at Bayern, Marcel Sabitzer, uh, is going to Manchester United, along with my boy Woot Weghorst. He's going on loan with the with I think the like option slash demand to buy afterwards to Manchester United. Weghorst, World Cup hero, even though they didn't advance on his heroics. Um, but I love him. He's got an awesome last name. It, it became one of my things that I was saying saying around. Like, you know, I have my, my little sayings. I just call people Weghorst. Awesome. Um, Cass, Sabitzer and Weghorst for United. This team does – I don't think it matters what they do. They're going to suck. Well, well, you know, it's – Good signings for Manu helps them get to a better place. Sadder signings for the players because they probably went from higher positions where they were to at Manu. But you know, I think honestly it helps fill in some spots for Manu. They needed depth, especially now trying to compete with the moves that some of the teams around them in the standings made. It, I think it was more of just trying to get some pieces in there to just try and help stay close to the top four and hold on to the Champions League spot. Yeah, that's fair enough. Eric or Brian, anything to add on United? The sub. Uh, oh no! Why can't I say his name all of a sudden? Uh, we'll just call him Sabs for now. I never understood why he left Leipzig to go to Bayern. That never made any sense for me. And now we're, we're seeing why it never made sense in the first place. He was just going to be a role player there, and then now he's in United. And you know, we'll we'll see. I I don't even think he'll make that big of an impact there either. You know, that feels like a rough spot. For him, um, I'm I'm really mad at Ryan because Whitehorse is my guy, too. And um, I, the part that I have to share it with him like makes it less cool that I like Whitehorse. Huge Whitehorse guy. Going back to my uh, as we were talking about pre-show FIFA 18 career mode days oh, no. in the <laughs> Netherlands. Whitehorse is a beast. He's uh, a, you could say he's a horse. Yeah. Uh, and I love the the little triangle they got there. Obviously, Ronaldo going to El Nassar, uh, Bubakar going to Pestakis, Whitehorse to uh, to Manchester United. Nice little triangle. Don't roll up your sleeves like triangle. that was a good joke. It was a great joke. I'm very proud of it. I'm allowed to be proud of my jokes. But yeah, Eric, that is super interesting. I like when you have these carousels. I mean, that that doesn't happen a lot in in like European soccer because unless it's a you know a player for player swap as much as it does here because there's only so many teams they can go to in the states you know there's only 30 teams there there's unlimited number of teams so it doesn't happen as often but i like when it does happen a little carousel um last team we're going to talk about chelsea big spender 
112 million or was 102 on Enzo Fernandez? 121. 121. Okay, so I had my numbers mixed up. Then they signed uh, Mikalo Mudruck? Mudrick. Mudrick, okay. And uh, Benoit Batache, they also signed. They A lot of signings, a lot of money. Chelsea added a lot. Brian, anything on, on Chelsea, Fernandez specifically? Uh, no, this is just new ownership trying to establish, hey, nothing's changing, even though things will change, especially in the offseason when they come to America and play a tournament and everything else. But I just think it's new ownership just trying to make a make a splash. Okay, fair enough. Eric? Shout out to Ukraine for getting uh, Shakhtar Donsk, for getting all that money for Murek and, and not Donetsk. Donetsk. You know I was going to mispronounce it. Let's just be honest. Do not correct people on how they say things if you don't Excuse like me, on I a soccer team, On a soccer team that I know how to pronounce, when you told me, remember during our World Cup preview show, I was pronouncing all the com- all the countries' names, and you were like, wow, you did really good at that. Yeah, and then you call him Giorgino, and I correct you, and you get super mad at me. Uh, because Giorgino is exactly what you said. No, it's not. Then what did you say? Giorgino. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> Fernandez is never going to be worth the money to bring it back around. That's a lot. It's honestly uh, kind of unfair. For, and I almost feel bad for Enzo Fernandez. Well, I don't feel bad because he's going to make. No, he made the move happen. Well. He was sitting out practices. He was making. Yeah. He made the move happen. He had the medical like, days in advance. Like he made that move happen. Don't like if he, if he doesn't like turn into like this amazing like star, he's gonna get shredded for like year on year that we spent this much money and he's not like they're gonna be expecting him to be like one of the best, like the best player in the the league. Yeah. I mean, he he has to be to live up to that contract. That's a huge transfer fee, huge money he's going to be making, and it's going to over overshadow the other two guys who I think are also really good players. I think that this is just going to make those moves kind of in, not inconsequential, but they're going to get away with a lot if they're not good, as opposed to and yeah, I think good. it's actually good news for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because if they they do like even mildly well. They're, it's going to look like, wow, look at these guys that we got for cheap at $70 million and however much they spent on. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Chelsea's just throwing around dollars like nothing happened, and we'll see if it works out for them. I mean, they're going to be in the top four position, presumably, and uh, hopefully Enzo isn't a disaster, or hopefully it is because then they won't spend money, and my team could actually maybe – overtake them but seems unlikely because we haven't been able to do it for the entire time i've been a fan i will bet you anything that chelsea's not a top four squad this year they're down by us in like 10th they're 10 points out of out of fourth they're they're really far away they, they're they're super far away from being it's a top happen four squad. this year it's about the next season so you and also can't, signing I mean, you, showing that newcastle maybe will drop out but brighton Fulham, Brentford, they're all above them. Wow. So the top four is what? Arsenal, City, Spurs, and who's the fourth? Spurs no, it's Spurs Cast- are fifth, my Newcastle. friend. Yeah, it's oh. Newcastle, Manchester United. Yep. At 39. United are not above us. You're lying. No, no they, are. they are. They have 39 points. 
and oh, you've, you've played the most games in the league, and you're still three points behind United. You've played two more games than Arsenal, and you're uh, 14 points What kind of season points do you back. think Spurs is having right now? I know they're not having a great season. I Believe me, I know that. But I thought that they still were doing well enough with the stretch they had before the World Cup to at least be in the in four. It's the whole you're right behind you is Brighton, Fulham, Brentford, and Newcastle above you that you're thinking. Yeah, no, it's it's not. I mean, let's just – it's not a great season for anybody, hence Arsenal in first at the top of the table halfway through the yes, season. Fair. fair. So we hope that you know these signings work out for our teams. We hope they don't work out for our enemies' teams. And that is our transfer news show. As always, we have our final segment, Bruce Banner's bandwagon. I know, it's crazy. Either it's all a joke or none of it is. Best of both worlds. Oh, God! Listen to your mom. Cass, you get to go first. Nice. Bandwagon that I am still very much on. Having both my basketball and hockey teams best records in their leagues bandwagon that i am off liverpool's chances of making champions league this year as sad as that is to say we move to the summer and hopefully spending money it's really funny that you said that um i won't harp on it too long but the the winter classic this year was bruins penguins the bruins play in boston and the penguins are owned by fenway sports group yes so i think that they were the fenway sports group was conflicted who they wanted to win they probably weren't. They probably rooted for the Penguins. They have shown that they don't. They barely want to spend money to the fucking team they own in that building. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely fair, Eric. Bandwagons. I have so many that I want to jump off, but I'll, I'll keep it within, within <laughs> the soccer world. No, maybe I won't. Ah, dang. All right, I'm also hopping on the Newcastle bandwagon. I think it's gonna happen. I think they actually snag one of the Champions League spots. I'll probably look stupid at the end of this, but that's okay. Nah, I'm gonna hop on it. They they're spending a lot of money. I don't think the Gordon thing helps them a tremendous amount, but I think they're a solid squad. And I don't trust United, and I really don't trust Tottenham, uh, to say the least. And then uh, I would love to hop off of NYCFC because their roster looks like a USL roster right now. <laughs> The roster is woof. Uh, the amount of guys that they've let go or have walked, let me rephrase that, have walked or transferred out is unbelievable. But I'm not going to do that because the window's still open. So instead, I'm just going to jump off the Knicks bandwagon. Every time I want to get in, I watch them play the Nets and they lose every time. And I go, if you can't beat the Nets, what kind of you really are you? Or what kind of per- team are you really? So. I'll be jumping off them as once again they have not been the uh, the Knicks have not beaten the Nets since pre-COVID. It's a long ass time. Fair enough. I, you know, as someone who worked with those in that building with those Knicks, they are a roller coaster ride. They went on like a what an eleven game win streak and then went on like a seven game losing skid. Knicks are tough. Brian. Uh, I am on the bandwagon of LSU baseball, preseason number one. Uh, college baseball season is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm at the center of the college baseball world. I'm excited about it. 
Uh, the Last of Us on HBO Max. If you're not watching, watch it. I am on MLS Season Pass. I think it's going to show the world that direct-to-consumer streaming of sports, no blackouts, is actually the future. I think it's going to work out pretty well. I'm also on the bandwagon that Lionel Messi ends up in the MLS at Inter-Miami in 2023. I don't care what's being reported. I think he's coming to MLS. I am off the bandwagon of Ryan calling himself the watcher at the beginning of this episode because if Ryan's the watcher, we're all in trouble. I am off the bandwagon of Kyrie Irving. He just had a son named Kyrie, spelled it K-A-I-R-E. Only Kyrie Irving could name his son the same name and spell it incorrectly. I am also off the bandwagon of Tony Romo on CBS. I'm done with him. I'm done with Tony Romo. That's yeah. It's too bad that uh, Tom Brady didn't have that deal with CBS to replace Romo, and instead he's replacing Greg Olson. He's not. Okay, I'm also very annoyed with the internet because now all of a sudden the entire world has decided Greg Olson's the greatest thing to ever happen in the history of football commenting. I think Greg Olson's really good. Fox hasn't said he's going to replace Greg Olson. We don't know what's going to happen. You could have a three-man booth. Who knows what's going to happen? I think Burkhardt's really good. I think Burkhardt and Greg Olson are going to do really well on the Super Bowl. I don't know what's going to happen with Brady, but you don't pay the guy $37 million to have him just sit in the studio. But there's a spot for Greg Olson. I think they'll do something with it. That's fair. I well, they're going to use... Like- Got they use Brady all over the place. They're already doing it. They, 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 every commercial that Fox has, like not every, but like a quarter of them have Brady. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with football, they just throw Brady in there. They claim Brady's he's not on the Super Bowl. Do you think he ends up on the Super Bowl? I think they might add him late. Like now they, that they he's retired. Him. Now that he's yeah, retired. Yeah. Thirty-seven I, million dollars is a lot of friggin' money. Yeah, you, you have to put him on there. Now, even if you like. Hey, here's Tom from his beach house and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, talk about how he's going to be there next season as part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Or he does some montage with Gronk and they do some montage thing together uh, about how they're back together. Something like that. Either that or the video today was all just a setup for a Super Bowl commercial where he'll announce that he's signing back in the league. Dude, it wouldn't shock me. Actually, it would, because he seemed like he was like legit crying in that video. Yeah, I don't think he could get away with doing it again, but I'm all for Super Bowl hoaxes, which this Eminem's Maya Rudolph thing absolutely is one of those. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Brady shows up in some capacity on the Super Bowl, but we'll see what happens for next season. Uh, bandwagon, I am on. The Musical 6. I went to go see that this Monday. I had bought tickets for me and Justine as a Christmas gift. We went to go see it for the start of our birthday week, and it was amazing. The songs are stuck in my head all week. I've been listening to them all week on Apple Music. Um, I would dare to say that it rivals Hamilton for the best musical currently on Broadway. It's really freaking good. I know you're going to think I'm nuts. Uh, other bandwagon I'm on is also The Last of Us. It's Brian and Anthony and Sarah, all friends of the show. Brian is here with us. Convinced me to watch it. It It's amazing. I'm, in, I'm addicted to it already. I wish there was more episodes out when I started because that was a short thing to binge. And now I have to go week to week. And I know you're going to think, oh, Gen Z 
wants his streaming all in one week, which is exactly what they said to me. But no, we didn't. Anthony did. We just said welcome to the rest of us. No, the show I watched was The Last of Us. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> uh, bandwagon I am jumping off is people who don't know how to park. If you can't park on the street and you're taking up like places where two other cars could park because you don't want your precious 2002 Toyota Corolla to get hit by someone backing up or pulling up, just park like a normal human being. Just park so that every, there's enough spots where you can get out and you're not going to hit anybody. You don't have to make a hundred point turn, but also there's enough spots that you're not wasting half the street. Pisses me off. Just don't park on the street. Just don't live in New York City. Yeah, don't I think that's your City. problem. I live in Long Island. Don't Even live bigger in New problem. York. <laughs> um, trying to think. Is there anything else I'm jumping on? Mm, no. Airline uh, tickets. Think, actually, to New, airline jumping, tickets to New York in June. I'm jumping off the bandwagon. Holy yeah. crap! It was expensive. Yeah. Was it really? These mine weren't looking that bad, to be honest. Stinking wedding! I gotta go to in June. That's never mind. I can't, I, get, I, I can't believe I'm not a travel down there. Can't believe I'm not a groomsman. Shut the fuck up! God damn it with this guy and his fucking yellow shirt that's making me go blind. I should be a groomsman. See you on the flight for Ryan's wedding. Okay, show wrapped up. Great way to go, guys. Uh, no, the other bandwagon I am jumping off is the NHL scheduling. Uh, don't put two games at 7.30 when there's only two games on the schedule. Don't put three games at 7 o'clock when there's only three games on the schedule. Space them out. 7.30, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. It's not that hard. 4% of your fan base cares about watching multiple games. That's Most people just want to watch their team, and they don't care when other teams and, play. And during the commercial, you could flip to another game. People don't do that. With ESPN Plus, it's easy. People don't do is that. Is it, though? It is. <laughs> um, all right. You still got to flip. Like it's still, oh, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also on the Wrexham bandwagon. I'm heartbroken oh. for what happened the other day. I really hope that they advance because I really want to watch the, the game when Tottenham plays them in the FA Cup. I really hope they win the replay. It would be like that time in the FA Cup when Manchester City plays Richmond and Ted Lasso and they win like 6-0 or whatever. Yep. Beard flips over the wall. <laughs> so, all right, let's close out the show. Cass, anything you want to plug? No, just happy to be here. Eric, Andrew Thomas is the best. Left tackle in the league. Perfect. Brian. <laughs> uh, United We Fan, we have the Battle of the Chrises. Um, we count, we crown the king of any actor with the first name, Chris. Well, eight of them. Um, and then next week we will have mine and Mark's top 10 favorite films of all time. Our Jeez. lists are very, very different. That's a tough one. There's been a lot of movies made in history. Yeah. And you've only seen like three of them. Yeah, I was about to say sure. before this year, Ryan wouldn't even be able to create a list. There's 29 movies <laughs> in the I really want, I really want you to listen, to United We Fan Ryan, and listen to my top ten and tell me how many of those you've seen. Because I bet you've seen, I bet you've seen most of them. Actually, okay. now that I think, I would about hope. It. Well, now that I'm I assuming most it. of them are Star Wars, Marvel, or other nerd fandoms. Jurassic you haven't Park. seen Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen. I've seen. Ha- I've seen three quarters of the first one. 
You haven't seen Return That's of the King. That's a statement, man. I'm just like, hey, I've seen three fourths of it. I caught most of it, but you know, I just didn't got, make it to the you end. You know, I just didn't get the end. <laughs> well, it's, it's didn't, it, it, was, it is what it is. As far as you're concerned, Gandalf is still gray and still alive. <laughs> well, spoilers, thanks. <laughs> you weren't making him back. Let's just be honest. No, you, also, <laughs> you also don't understand. Like, the gray part is more spoilery than him being alive. And you have no idea what I'm talking about. I listened to epic rap battles of history. Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White. I don't I don't know the rest of the song, but I remember that part. Godzilla, Pikachu. Yeah. Things things you know when you're my age. Um things gotta plug. Again, I plugged at the beginning of the show. If you're enjoying the show, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast platform. Follow us on social media at Agents of Field Podcast on Instagram at Agents of Field Pod on TikTok. Um, you know, be kind to each other. That is my word of advice. And until next time, we will see you at Stanford Bridge. Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL. And here he is having the time of his life.